This is the Mouths of the South podcast. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. The official Dirty South Soccer podcast. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Talking all things Atlanta United FC. Don't nobody understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, man. We are the Mouths of the South. The South got something to say. That's all I got to say. What's up, Atlanta? This is the Mouths of the South podcast brought to you by Dirty South Soccer on the Palatial 680 The Fan Studios. I am Eric Quintana. Next to me, Mr. Josh Bagrianski. Hello, sir. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? Good. You took Good. a very long time to let me in the studio today. I'm still a little offended. Oh, well, you know what? Uh, give thanks to the crutches here for... Uh, yeah. It's been three <laughs> weeks since you had new, uh, knee surgery, First of all, Eric. two weeks. Okay, two, two weeks. weeks. Not three. Two weeks. Is it worth bringing up? I mean, I was going to come in and, you know, wish you well and all that, but I think that there might have been some dread god voodoo at work with Joseph Martinez's injury just happening to coincide with your knee surgery. I have been on the mend, so I didn't do anything. I've literally been in bed for the past two weeks. Well, you have powers away (laughs) from the microphone, sir, it appears. In the terms of tweets, maybe? Well, I, 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 I... You've been well. First of all, we're going to talk about the things you've been tweeting out. I don't know what's you know what's been happening with you, but uh, ge- generally, uh, I think that we you have to share some responsibility for what happened to Joseph Martinez. I no, it's just that, too coincidental. No, man. that <laughs> we'll let the listeners decide. We'll, I know, we'll it, I know, it seems strange, but I'm not going to do to myself to someone else. What, what what's the point of that? I, that's what you've been doing the last year. <laughs> I happen to get this surgery, but it has nothing to do with Joseph getting just, hurt. There's got to be some sort of connection some here. Kind it of just, it's just it's just yeah, they're just it's just too it's just too conspicuous. Who was the player that he uh, he was he was challenging when he got to I bet his name starts with an Eric or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember one of those Nashville. Something, maybe yeah. his middle name's Eric. <laughs> I don't know. Dread, his first name is Dread. <laughs> um before we go any further, you which want to uh Give a shout out to Lucid FC, a sponsor of the Mouths of South Definitely. podcast. Distinctive modern clothing line based here right in Atlanta. Uh, reflects a deeply British American heritage design approach uh, to clothing. Promotes freedom fashion, uh, freedom of fashion, gender, and role. Uh, the brand's iconic logo is immediately recognizable. Um, and they're all about the hats, uh, uh, pants, shorts, t-shirts, hoodies. Um, I, we've talked at nauseum about the about the hats and how much I love them. Right now they've got their uh, spring summer 2020 collection uh, on their eShop. That's lucidfc.com. Uh, the, the the name of the collection, In My Mind's Eye. Uh, so make sure you go check that out at lucidfc.com. They're uh, founded and operated in Atlanta with offices in uh, New York and London. Um, again, the fashion sponsorship for Mouths of the South. And uh, two twins, the Lucid Twins. Absolutely, good people. Founding the, uh, the, the operation there. Uh, both Atlanta United supporters. You get free shipping with MOTS code at checkout. I actually have to check on that. It might be DSS, but try both. MOTS or DSS if you're looking to... Uh, and then let us know which a, one works. Yeah, make so a purchase online. Else. No, I know because we were in discussions about how, uh, you know, the podcasts run the same RSS feed, so it might be... They might be DSS. Oh, so Five Stripe Final are sneaking in here trying to, you know, I mean... <laughs> we're, we, like, we, we're like, we're sneaking into Five Stripe Finals. We're the popular... <laughs> I, I disagree. They ride our coattails, I think. Uh, Miles Robinson is affiliated and has a, has a partnership with the, uh, with the group there. Mm-hmm. Um... And he seems to enjoy it. You, you check out their Instagram, and it's really cool, the, the, the rappers that are wearing their stuff and promoting their stuff. Yeah. So uh, make sure you check them out. That's lucidfc.us. Uh, again, anything you're looking for in terms of hats, uh, T-shirts, hoodies, pants, uh, ask me what the FC stands for. Uh, what does the FC stand for? Footwear and clothing, the perfect oh. match for fans of football clubs. Again, lucidfc.us. Um, go check them out, lucidfc.us. All right. Can I tell you a quick story? 
I guess. Nothing so. to do with Atlanta United, but a quick story. Oh, good. Okay, good. How's We're off to a great start how's your, in your how's your, return. How's your dating life going? Uh, terribly. It's vibrant, isn't it? Uh, vibrant. vibrant. What I meant vibrant by terrible, life. I meant vibrant was so the word I was looking my for. My sister-in-law happened to come across some post in a group on Facebook that she's a part of. Mm-hmm. And it was of a of a young lady who I guess is having trouble within the dating scene here in Atlanta. I guess she moved from out of the city and mm-hmm. is now it's tough out here in these trying streets. to get involved. Yeah. And so she threw my name out there. I guess a friend of hers posted something on this Facebook group saying, hey, I've got a friend who's had trouble dating for a while in the Atlanta area. Can anyone, like, blind date this girl up is essentially what they're you, getting you at. You are they're the trying, friend? So this, 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 this friend of the person that is looking to date around or, or to date more often or to date new people, mm-hmm. find a new pool, I guess, um, her friend is trying to set her up via Facebook, via this Facebook group, and it's just women on this Facebook group. So, my we, sister-in-law threw my name in there. Oh boy! And they're, amazingly, they're friends. No, they're not friends. They don't even know oh, each other. Okay. Amazingly, as soon as she posts my name and and uh, I guess my picture up on the on this thing, why she did that, I don't know. I didn't. Yeah, and your photo, geez. whatever. Apparently, uh, like I'm not trying to brag, but apparently people started like, hey, no, I'm single. You can send them my stuff. Nice. So I told them Very I was going to talk about it on the podcast. So I'm hoping that some listeners. Yes. People out. will be thrilled to know that <laughs> you're outing them on being on a dating message board. I, is that like a, like I, I just, it's a weird thing to do, right? Well, did she do it without even asking you? She didn't originally ask the friend. You said it's your no, sister-in-law? No, no. My sister-in-law put me on there. She called me. That is a she, very sister-in-law thing sure, to do. But the friend of the girl who's. I guess they're trying to put out there. Didn't ask the the original friend if she could use her information or if she could put all her stuff on there, on the Facebook group. There's a lot. So she's doing all this without here. the permission. I don't know, man. You might want to check, make sure that the Facebook site isn't based <laughs> I in feel Russia. Like this is like a scam or something. Yeah, like it's that. based in Russia. I think you're gonna. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, that's funny. I don't know why you just wouldn't go to the date. Well, are you gonna go? Are you gonna go on a date with this person? I, I look. This happened like four hours ago, so I don't know. How did you? Well, I just so there's Facebook <laughs> groups where people just no, it's a random Facebook group, and someone just it's posted. Like, it's like an Atlanta Facebook group thing for like event group or something or oh, other. Oh, and for, someone for on women. there posted, "I'm looking to date someone." No, 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 the friend of that person. Okay, there's two people involved. So what's the original post? It's my friend is looking my to friend, date someone. My friend is having a hard. No, the friend didn't know. My friend is having a hard time dating or date or oh finding good God. guys to date. What a terrible friend, first of <laughs> right? all. If anyone, if any of my friends did that to me, I'd be so upset. If you've ever done any, any, anything like this, if you ever try to set someone up and it's gone terribly, hit us up on uh, on Twitter, MOTS Podcast. Yes. Just send us your uh, your fun stories or the fun stories you've heard about. Just have a laugh with us on the social media. It's always great to set people up because you get all of the uh, you get all of the gossip on their first few dates. You yeah. know, you find out what they think. You kind of you're kind of like. Uh, it's either running it's either, their dating lives a little it's bit. It's either an, a, a, a wonderful success or an epic failure. It's never like usually the latter. I yeah. think. Yeah. Same. Well, I think most dating in general is an epic failure. I, I would be interested to know if the blind date aspect adds makes it more of a failure, and, or uh, is just generally a disaster and dating. You, and you've seen how Netflix is like throwing out all these dating things and oh yeah, as of late they're yeah. like their newest on on the load of of shows and movies and stuff like that. All got to do with dating. What's the what's the most recent one? Love uh, is blind. I yeah, think. love is blind. I'm hearing all about that. I want to see that one. 
I hate reality TV so much. <laughs> I can see it's you. Such, this- I, I sit there. I'm like, guys, you, you how can you not tell this is written for them? You would be that like, guy. Like everyone, everyone has their script that they're going by. Right. It's clear that this is all written. I mean, come on. You're that guy like, guys, this isn't actually reality, <laughs> just so you know. Only reality I know is Atlanta United. That's the, the true reality TV, MOS yeah. soccer. The so reality is a little depressing right now. Let's get back to it. Yeah, Atlanta United obviously get the 2-1 win over Nashville SC, uh, but obviously take the loss in regards to uh, Joseph Martinez in his ACL tear. Look, it was weird because it, it's not the traditional ACL tear. These days, well, in the past, it used to be a direct hit on the knee. Now it seems like it's much more a you can misplant the foot and you tear the ACL. You can get knocked directly in, uh, into you can you know knock knees and tear the ACL. You can jump up and tear the ACL. You can land and tear the ACL. It seems like there's no real uh, a solution to not tearing your ACL these days, especially with the with not saying that Joseph is a is a a big guy, but the amount of muscle mass on players these days, the the speed in which they're going, uh, yeah. they're 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 playing at. Uh, obviously, the the different cuts that they make. Uh, not saying that that really played specifically a cut played into play here, but a plant did. So the the speed in which he's going, the plant, the angles in which you're going at someone, it, it seems as though that has played a major part in, in sports these days. I don't know who thinks that uh, uh, Joseph Martinez is making a return this year, but I, I can tell you, based off personal experience, he's, he's not going to make a return this year. Well, based off personal experience, <laughs> I came back from ACL injury in seven months, Eric, and played soccer. No, so. you didn't. I did? No, you didn't. I did. My doctor cleared me. Oh, my god. The question is, the, the, the main thing is, it's, it's very unlikely. I mean, plus, I, you know, it's not like I was training hard every day. It was like, all right, if you feel good, you can go play on Sundays with a bunch of out-of-shape old men. But... I mean, in his yeah, it's very unlikely he'll come. It's very unlikely he'll come back. And I think even if he did come back in that seven eight month period, it probably wouldn't be worth risking him anyway. You're still looking at October, late October. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, the surgery hasn't been done yet. You're not. You're likely not going to yeah, have that's the surgery. True. He hasn't had the surgery yet. You're not. You're likely not going to have the surgery until mid March or possibly even into yeah. April. Uh, because I think what you typically want, again, based off my own personal experience, is you want the full extension of the leg um, and the swelling to be all the way down. And so those are two things that take a while. More so the yeah. swelling than the, the extension. And most most likely, I mean, it takes a long time with the swelling. Even if he comes back next year, he might still have some swelling. Yep. A little bit that he has to play yeah, through. Yeah. It takes a long time. I mean, it's a tough injury, and I think you kind of know. I'm not even talking about after the fact. The swelling mm. initially. Oh, yeah. They yeah, want yeah. the swelling to go down. The only time I've heard of where they, they basically did it six days after the original injury was in the Adrian Peterson case. That's a unique situation. And we all know that guy. And you yeah. don't. Like, he's at the end of his career anyway. I'm sure... From the Adrian Peterson perspective, they're looking at that, going, you know what? I don't have that much long, but let's let's go for it. Mm-hmm. Let's try to get one more year out of out of, out of a out of the situation. Right. And that's not the case here. Right, that's not the case. You got to think long term. You got to you've got a guy in, in Joseph Martinez who there's no need to rush him back. Um, he's still got a, a good career ahead of him, assuming everything goes great with the surgery. You know, it's it's not uh, in, in the recovery. It's it's not something that you want to rush. There's no need to rush a guy like Joseph Martinez back, especially with the way he plays. The quickness he he plays at the the things you ask him to do the things he, that he asks of himself, uh, it, do I think he's going to a- attack rehab with a with a ferocity that that we've never seen? Sure, but I don't. I wouldn't if I'm Frank DeBoer from the front if I'm, you know, the Atlanta United front office. I have there's no reason to rush him back at mm-hmm. all for this year, especially when you have the talent that you do have with Atlanta United. If he was the only player Atlanta United really had, only attacking threat, even then. Considering everything else, I wouldn't do it, but I can understand why. In that case, if 
Um, if Atlanta might want to make a push to get him back as early as possible, but that's not the case here. You've got guys like Barco, you've got guys like Joseph, uh, uh, Pity Martin. Well, you have Pity support Martinez. players. You've also got guys you haven't seen yet in Castro and, and Joseto. So you're looking at, at, at reinforcements in the sense that you're going to get production out of other guys that are going to make up for the loss of Joseph Martinez. I, I agree with that, but there is a gaping hole. No matter how you shape it, I mean, if you have you can have Barco and PT type players all day, but you have to have a striker in the end to score the goal so I mean I don't think you know and I you know I think there's a lot of talk of uh false nining PT or Barco I don't really see either of those guys as natural goal scorers at all and I I think there's almost no question the club have pretty much said as much publicly I think there's no question you have to go and make an addition if you really expect to be competitive this year in the way that you want of course it's difficult because like you said Eric you're thinking long term so you don't necessarily want to go and break the bank on a on a striker whether it be via his transfer fee or wages I think a loan is what makes much more sense so it's a tough spot for Atlanta United because it's a player who goes out and it, it, that plays a role that's completely irreplaceable. There's no one on the roster that can replace what Joseph Martinez brings. And then in order to find a player that brings that, you're probably going to have to pay a little bit because sure. because that's, you know, guys that score goals are are are, are more valuable. So but but you don't want to go buy a player, you know, necessarily because it's going to cost so much. So it's a tough situation so um, what, for what Atlanta I, United, I think. What I would counter with is that I'm not saying that you're going to get the same kind of Abilities as Joseph Martinez with anyone else because you're not. He's he's you're not going to find a, anyone that can replace him like for like. But there are people that are going to play similar to his style. Oh yeah, I agree. Um, that I think you can. But plug those in players right are away. not on your roster right now. I think Adam John could be one of them. I, I mean, he was in, in the, USL last year. I know, and, I know. And just hear me out. But in the sense that you saw Joseph Martinez yeah. playing more of a of a of a back to goal number nine, more so than he's been in the past. Mm. He's not making the runs to get on the balls as often. Yeah, we've he's, talked, he's yeah, dropping he back much more often than he did in the past. Well, you got a guy like Adam John who probably is perfect for that. And has actually done a pretty good job. I mean, he's played, what, 30 competitive minutes, but I think he's been a pleasant surprise in sure. the limited time he's had. But if you're asking him to do those similar things um, and and basically create the, sort, the same sort of opportunities that Joseph created for, for Barco through Escobar, you know that that's something that a guy like Adam John can do. I also look at the Pity Martinez at, at that striker role, and I'm thinking I feel like he might be almost better suited to be up top because he won't be asked to be a creative playmaker. Who, as John? Often. No, Pity Martinez. Hmm. Because he's not going to be asked to be more of a, a creative playmaker. He's he he, he can but he's do not more, a natural goal scorer. But he can do more of what he did at River than he do, than he does now. But you would never want to put a player like that. I think at the as at, at the point of the attack, he's not a he's just not a natural goal scorer. I mean, do you see PT getting on the end of a cross inside the six the way we've seen Joseph Martinez? I don't think so. If you play a PT or Barco there, you have to completely reinvent your system with the false nine. So if you're playing Pity up top, much like he played at River, yeah. you'd have some, have to have an Adam Adam John up there as well. Oh, so you go more of a two. Well, no, no, no. Two. So I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm asking if you have to do that. I mean, you. I mean, it would be theoretically. I don't think it's going to happen. I either, think but. theoretically. I mean, because what you're doing already is PT plays on the quote unquote right, but is basically filling in as a second striker, or at least from what we've seen anyway. So I don't think you have to necessarily move him up there. I think he can maybe you emphasize more that you want him to drift into that space to provide support a little bit more. But I just think you know you have to go out and find another natural for that position because it's one that if you don't have filled it's it, it's it's difficult to to win things if you don't have someone that can score goals and I'm not saying PT and Barco can't score goals I'm just saying they're not guys that 
I don't see those guys replacing the 30, 30 goals that Joseph leaves with. And I think I, I, it's going to have to be spread around the roster, but sure. you're going to have to bring someone in that's at least going to get you double digits but, I mean, to get anywhere we, close. Can we, can we be real about it? He's not scoring 30 goals in a season ever again. Joseph? I, I, doubt he go, I thought he gets above 25 ever again for the rest of, the, well, uh, rest of his career. That's what we were saying since 2017. Yeah, because we thought we were going to get the similar sort of turnaround in, from, from someone like Almido to someone like Pity, but, but you don't didn't. think at this Not point it's kind of safe to say you're going to get, I mean, 19 and 20, 31 and 34, 20. 27 and 29. You're, you might get 20. Why would he? I mean, I, I just I think I don't we think, have large enough sample size to say that's thirty goals you're losing. And now. I'm sitting here looking at the, at at the way they played in preseason and the way they played toward the end of last season. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, the, the the days of Joseph Martinez being the 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 MLS goal scorer record holder, those are long gone. Well, Carlos Vela broke it. But sure. Yeah, it, I, <laughs> well, b- besides that, what I'm saying <laughs> is that the him at getting that getting that uh, record back. So not how many gonna, goals? How many goals do you think My, are the, gone? The only, the only reason, the only reason I, what I'm saying is that I think no, I, there's, I there's, there's going to be more distribution, like you said, amongst the team, amongst the player, but amongst the players. How many goals do you think with Joseph off the roster, and they don't disappear? I'm just because they they go other places. Oh, think, but I'm think, saying, how many goals is that gone just to his name that you would expect you get this season? Between 15 and 20. Between 15. So yeah. st- still a, no, 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 still a strong season. I'm still not, a still a big matzo ball. Sure. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm, I'm just. He's not the guy that you're going to count on. Interesting take. Much, much like he's not the guy you're going to count on. I'm not saying he's not important, but I'm not. I, I no, don't, I understand I don't think, what you're I saying. I don't think he's the guy that you're going to rely on as much in terms of goal production as you did in say 2018, or even last year. And, and you could argue it's going to be spread. It's, it's going to be spread around throughout the, between Pity, Barco, and anyone else. Right. Hopefully, Joseto. Like, like it, I think these goals are going to have to come from other places. Obviously, now at this point, they're going to have to come from other places other than Joseph Martinez. But you think some of them were coming from other places anyway? Yeah, already, exactly. They were going to because of the way you were asking Joseph to play. It's an interesting we take. Never, I don't know that I agree. In twenty eighteen, we never, never, or rarely saw Joseph drop back as far as he. I don't know that I agree with that. We, maybe two or three times. We, we talked about in it the course here. of a I mean, five game it was span. Definitely more pronounced than that. You saw a more pure form of what I think DeBoer wants to do. But I think Joseph Martinez absolutely dropped deeper, and I think in the end, he he's the guy that scores the goals. So if if you if you have to you know if you have to get forward and attack, he's probably going to be the guy that gets on the end of it. And I don't, I mean personally, I mean we're we're kind of splitting hairs here because either way it's yeah, a yeah. big loss. But I don't see any reason to believe that he wasn't going to continue to give you twenty five thirty a season. Now the question is. Whether it's 15, 20, 25, just, 30, where are those goals going to come from? I, I don't think he was getting 25 to 30 because yeah. you were No, gonna, I understand. I understand. Because Pity and Barco were also going to demand more goals. It's just production. a difference of opinion, I think, with the way the way that, that, that they, you would play. The thing is, now Joseph is gone, it's easier for defenders to commit resources to Pity and Barco. Sure. It'll be no, easy, yeah, the same absolutely. with Joseto when he comes in. So Atlanta United, have, I mean, that's moving forward, I think... Uh, you, you're gonna have you're gonna have to bring someone in. I don't even see this team winning Concacaf Champions League with Adam John up top. I think you, you're just gonna, you're gonna have to find someone that you can count on to score goals. And, and nothing against Adam John, who like we said, has been good in 30 minutes, but he's in the USL the last two years for a reason. And I don't think by any means that's a striker that you're relying on week in and week out. I, and I don't think Atlanta United have prioritized a backup striker in the first place. Uh, when you look at the fact they've had Kenwin Jones, Brandon Vasquez, Romario Williams. As you're out and out nines, so I don't. My guess is they didn't rate John particularly highly either, because they didn't really rate those guys that highly. You just needed someone to fill in the space behind Joseph. So my guess is that I mean I would hope even next week we're talking about at least a strong link with somebody coming in. 
You've also you've already got Sam Stagel talking about how Atlanta has acquired a uh, former Columbus Crew oh, right. uh, forward JJ Williams. JJ Williams. He's a yeah. 2019 first round draft pick. Uh, was waived by the Crew last year, then picked up by uh, Birmingham Legion, uh, who obviously we saw in preseason. Uh, it won't be the only addition Atlanta United makes up top to replace Joseph Martinez. Uh, that according to Sam Stagel. So. You can expect some moves. I saw, yeah. and uh, that's that's another one where it's like, let's read into the rumor. Let's read into how it's worded. Whoever said that to stage call said specifically because yeah. he knew people were going to freak out. This is really this is the guy you bring in another another USL guy as as our replacement. So they specifically maybe the source within the team or whatever says, but we are still going after other targets. You've also heard the rumor about Quincy Ameriqua, who I'm not sure if that's real or not, but. It's out there. You've seen a Rondon yeah, name I, floated I, out there. I think the latest is uh, Baca. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. That one. I don't know why. Yeah, that, that, the, things are floating around. We are irresponsibly just yeah. saying whatever we've seen on Twitter, <laughs> but those are the four names that I've seen. There was uh, Conjecture. Well, what was the tweet from Roger uh, Gonzalez with the uh, uh, insider who, who tweeted out that Atlanta is looking for a Euro- basically looking at a oh, European-based yeah, European player that's then, won it all or something and then like went that. on to say something very vague about that he is a player who won it all in Europe so that kind I, of led I, a, a I, goal, I, I, I don't really care who it is just give me some kind of veteran presence that, that, is, that is just serviceable well just someone I know that can score goals I mean and I, I mean all those names you've been linked with uh, I, but I Adam think John can, can score goals I mean, he can. How many MLS goals does he have, though? That doesn't matter. He's, he's. I don't think he's been. In I'm a not bo- saying he's incapable. I don't think he's been put in a position where he's been the 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 you know the guy up top, That's fair. the primary guy. So you you really can't say. I know with with uh, again USL, but I know with a uh, Phoenix Rising gets 17, but. That's also USL. I, I want to know what. That's a good goal rate. I, thir, thir, Seventeen goals and 33 last year for Phoenix. I I look good. at I look at Adam John and think, okay, he, what you have right now, he is more suitable. He is more suited to playing the kind of style that you had Joseph Martinez playing. I'm not saying he's running on the balls through defenders, but I, what I'm saying is that the hold-up play you wanted from Joseph I don't Joseph think Mart- he's more suited. But I think no, me can, neither. But I think he can do it. I think he's, he's shown he can sorry, do he's it. He's serviceable yeah. to do what what you had Joseph Martinez doing to an extent. Um, he's also 6'3", and if you're looking at Brooks Lennon and Mulraney to put in crosses, he's a guy yeah. that can that can, that can can certainly deal with, you know, will be an, be an aerial threat. So... You like that aspect of it. I just like to see what it is. Either that or I'd like to see um, Pity Martinez up top or bring in someone else. But I, I just think based off what you have right now, because you there's nothing's official yeah. as of today, um, and I don't think that even if it's something is announced tomorrow that they're playing on Saturday. So you have what you have right now. So given that, what would you like to see? I think you go Bar- Barco, uh, PT, John. Okay. Yeah. That, it, ma- it maintains the PBJ. Yep. PB and J acronym, and I think kind of things, some things you're mentioning, Eric. That John, yeah, obviously he's not Joseph Martinez, but we've seen him do some of the things that you asked Joseph Martinez to do uh, before the injury. Obviously, it, it seems like he's good enough in that role, and I think in the short term, although this doesn't include CCL, I don't think you can win CCL with that front three. Well, I mean, you could, but I, I wouldn't bet on it. I, I, um, I, I'm still waiting. I mean, CCL, it might be too, too soon for CCL, but I'm just still waiting to see how this all pans out with Joseto, with, with Castro, yeah. um, and then whoever you do end up bringing in as a, as a permanent replacement for, um, for Joseph. I, I want to see how that all pans out because I'm still waiting to see because I think Joseto can really unlock a lot of things for Lane yeah. United. His I, think that, I think that absolutely changes everything. Um, especially with what you do up top, I think again. Again, if you look at it, if you if you if you 
are interested in the idea of P.T. Martinez being up top, then you've got Josetto and Barco um, underneath him, and then you've got Hyman, Remedi, and Loretowitz in the midfield. So it's you, you can still find ways to make it all work. And mm-hmm. I think that if you ask um, a guy like Pity to no longer be a creative playmaker but just get get on the ball and shoot and score, I think he would thrive in that role because I think that's more of what he did at River than he does now. But I think it's difficult when you're being marked by center backs. I mean, I, that, I, I, mean I think it puts him in a, in a place that's difficult. It, it's going to be interesting to see how Frank DeBoer handles it in the short term, especially, I think, in these CCL matches where you have to make tactical shifts within the game th- you know, because you're in a two-leg yeah. tie. It's not like a 90-minute MLS match where you come back the next week and play another one. So it'll be interesting to see if he maybe makes a move like that and, and throws a curveball at the opponent by putting a PT up there. Or like we were saying, just maybe play a 4-4-2 almost, which the, or 3-5-2, which the team has come very close to playing already, where PT just kind of stays up there and supports Adam John. Um, so there are some ways you can work with it. But I just think long term, uh, if you want to, if you realistically want to win anything this season, you, you can't go in with, you really can't go into the season with one out and out nine on your roster anyway. Little less one that was in USL last season. So it'd be interesting to see how Frank DeBoer handles it tactically in the short term. I think you've hit on a lot of the things he could do, um, but I think long term you you need a fix there if if you're not kind of throwing this season away in terms of winning trophies. What I will say is that if he doesn't get it right for the FC Cincinnati, FC Cincinnati match, it doesn't mean that he's a terrible coach. Oh, yes, it does. No, <laughs> it does not. Yes, it does. It's no. too slow. Side to side no. passing. If he doesn't get it right in one match, it, look, if he throws pity out there at at at, uh, at striker all by himself, then yeah. that's one way to go about this. And then in the next match, he can also throw John up. There. And you got to... Try both and see look, what works. Look, it's tough being a manager. If you throw, look, you know? if you throw John up there and it works, then you try the next match. And if it doesn't work, that doesn't mean that he, he yeah. was wrong. That means oh, it didn't work. I tried it and it didn't work. From DeBoer's standpoint, he's kind of... I, I just don't want to hear the fan base crapping on Frank DeBoer for, for picking one or the other or whatever decision he decides to make and then thinking, oh, he's a terrible coach because he, he, he didn't get it right. Especially at this point in the season where you have the luxury to kind of be yes. able to try it both ways. You know, and the, the thing is, there might just not be a right answer. John might have, not have the quality sure. to play there, and PT might not be the type of player that can that can suited for a false nine role. Um, but if you're criticizing Frank DeBoer after Joseph Martinez tore tours ACL, <laughs> not having the right backup in place... I mean, I'd look somewhere else. I mean, I think the one thing you could say is you'd love to have Tito Vijalba around right now, but uh, yeah, but I, 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 yeah. I, I 100% hindsight agree with is that. indeed uh, <laughs> 2020. You know, it would be nice to have Miguel Almiron around as well too. So, um, but but I, so, so I look at the next few matches, you MLS matches. I'm excluding yeah. uh, CCL. Okay. Uh, next few matches, you've got FC Cincinnati at home, obviously on Saturday. You go away to Sporting KC uh, the following Saturday. Um, then the following Saturday after that is Chicago Fire. Then the I think the Sunday after that is uh, SC Cincinnati. So SC Cincinnati, Sporting KC, Chicago Fire, SC Cincinnati. You can still come away in that four-game block with a ton of points. Yeah, absolutely. As much-needed points. You could win point. all four of those matches. Absolutely, 100%, even yeah. without Joseph Martinez. I hate to say it, but, I mean, Joseph Martinez, as, as valuable as he is to this club, it's weird saying that because at the same time, it's not like he's – completely irreplaceable well you gotta find a good fit for uh, as a replacement for yeah. him but there, and there's enough around him you're not going to absolutely lose that production that all of a sudden your season's over right. the, the idea that that some people have been trotting out that the season's done that we might as well pack up and go home that's absolutely ludicrous i think if you don't replace him is done that's what i, I think that's it's obvious opinion. that there's gonna be a replacement yeah, even too. if you didn't even if you just got depth at striker and you were just basically left with the two options of adam john and and, and pity martinez 
and then supplement around that, I still think you're fine. Oh, I don't think so. I, I still think you're fine. I think winning... I think Pity is enough of a threat, enough of a threat, that he's going to demand some kind of attention. I just don't... But it's, Adam John, it's, I think, can make himself enough of a threat. It's different being a threat from where you can cut in from a wide area and find pockets of space as opposed to being a, a striker where you have to be you know, in certain positions where you're going to get matched up with both center backs. You're basically, I mean, we already saw P.T. struggle to play underneath the striker last year. I don't see why he would be able to play as an out-and-out out nine or even a false nine. I think he would struggle mightily. I'm not saying Frank DeBoer shouldn't try it or isn't one of his best options right now. I just don't think he has a lot of good options at his disposal. And in the end, if you can't score goals, you're not going to win anything. So I really don't, I really don't think that this team... I mean, it's always possible, you know, in MLS, there's playoffs, so it's always possible that you can make a run through. But I think if you're banking on being Toronto from last year, I don't think that's really a good bet. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think, how many goals has Atlanta United scored off of Joseph Martinez? Preseason I, and, 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 and... This year or yeah, in so general? Far, so far. Uh, I well, think most of it, most games. of it haven't come... I mean, obviously most of it, but I think... We're talking about maybe one. He had the one against Matagua. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to look now, but it doesn't. It doesn't show me Elsborg or did he, did the he Philadelphia sc- Union. Yeah, match. I forget. Yeah, I know he scored in preseason, but I, I, I'm trying to. It's actually the return leg that I, that I'm with Matagua. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah he, he scored him when he, he dribbled did. around yeah, the yeah, keeper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah, he's yeah. still scoring. I, you know, I, I just I, we'll see. You know, but I think the reason that you if the season isn't over for me is because you could bring in a replacement. And most importantly, he doesn't have to give you everything Joseph Martinez gives you because I think you can say, PT, let's step up. Let's get a little more production last year. Barco, let's step up. A little more offensive production last year. You'll say the same to Seto, although he wasn't here last year. Step up. You know, Give us some goals and assists. If you can just bring in a formidable number nine, I think there's enough around him and the defense. Defensively, you look very stout right now. I think there's enough around him where you can still make a run. I think we also got to keep in mind that MLS being the team, the, the lead that it is, you just have to stay, you just have to tread water for the first half of the season. Oh yeah, and then you can Ask find Seattle. a way. Yeah, you can find a way to make a comeback in the second half very after true. the summer window, um, after you've made some changes. Uh, I, I I don't know exactly. I think Frank DeBoard said earlier today that, that it's difficult to to go out and sign someone with the MLS restrictions, uh, find uh, with the salary structure that they've got, um, but that alone is still on the table. I want to say, I, if you had to choose, if you, if they had to go after a big name European player that everyone knows, it's a recognizable, but it fits the retirement league. Okay, uh, sort I was going to say sort of stamp that we've heard, <laughs> um, or a to kind of state a trend and find a young, up and coming, talented young South American guy that can you know that you can then sell off. Which, which would you choose right now, given the circumstances? I would I would absolutely go with a loan because next season that young South American guy is behind Joseph Martinez again. Are we talking about? Loan for a young, young someone young, or, I, or are we talking oh, about? Oh, we're big, talking about a loan specifically. Okay. Yeah. Not, well, either way, loan by whatever. Okay. I don't care. So but I'm, what I'm talking, what I, what I am curious about is, is if basically I, what I'm saying is that I would be okay with Atlanta United, given the situation that they're in, basically rent a player that fits more of the retirement league, going against what stamp. they've done. I exactly. totally agree yeah. with you, and I was going to say that uh, because, because the unique situation in which you know that whoever you're bringing in isn't going to be a fixture long term. This so will be the first. Joseph is jo- as soon as Joseph is back, 
you can send whoever you brought in on their way, and you're done. This will be the first critical signing Atlanta you make, United make that is just a short-term fix. Yeah. That they know that. So I love I love the Solomon Rondon link. I think, first of all, Venezuelan, so the connection to Joseph Martinez, who can hopefully help recruit him there. Um, he's a big target striker, just like we kind of yeah. talked about, that can play that hold-up. Again, it's amazing Joseph Martinez, being a smaller guy, can play... It really shows how versatile I feel he is. Like he's grown the way into Frank DeBoer of, wants. Yeah, he's, he's. And I also think it's a surprise to most of the players that he's played against because they're so used to him cutting through, cutting. Well, through. When he played as a wide man at Torino, sure. you know, so it's so it, you see him drop into the into the midfield, and all of a sudden you're like, yeah. uh, "What are you doing, Joseph?" Yeah, you're not just used to seeing that because he really hasn't done yeah. it in the four years. He's I, been I, and now. that's why I love I love the Rondon link for that reason. I think the Baca Baca's more of a guy that's. Sits on the last defender isn't necessarily one to drop in. I love the Solomon Rondon link. I think that's the type of player you want to go after. Established, you know Solomon Rondon's going to give you 15, 20 goals in yeah. MLS. I mean, you should at least you know feel confident about that. You don't know if you're going to get that, like you said, with a younger South American player, Eric. You don't know if you're going to get that, and then you're not looking for to develop a player anyway in that spot. You're just looking to have someone replace some of what Joseph Martinez left. Yeah. So you don't need it all back. You just need some of it back. Yeah. And then you expect the rest of the team to pick up where, uh, where that 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 new addition so depressing can't yeah can't so uh, can't fill. What about on the other side of the ball though? Defensively, now you, no not missing the season, but you've got Franco Escobar out, you've got Miles Robinson out, Lawrence White gets a first-team contract today. So you've got, I mean, obviously Joseph Martinez's injury is more serious, but you've got injuries in the back right now as well to deal with for Cincinnati. Do do we have an update on Franco Escobar? So nothing concrete, but basically uh, Miles, uh, light running with him and Miles Robinson, uh, and the Robinson injury from speculation from our Dirty South Soccer colleagues, uh, you can find on Twitter from Joe Patrick. They're at training all the time. Uh, but it basically saying that the implication he read was that the Escobar injury uh, is 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 less serious. Oh, actually, no, let me make sure I get that well, right. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, it was, from what I understand, it was precautionary. And it was more that he basically took a, took a re-aggravated whatever he had originally done to, um, to the leg. And it was precautionary to take him out because it was so early in the season. That was my understanding. I got it right, yeah. So uh, from Joe Patrick, J. Patrick 200, Miles Robinson ran outside today as he continues his progression back from injury. Frank DeBoer said Escobar's injury is similar, but probably not quite as bad. So I think you're probably looking at... I don't think he's playing this weekend. uh, Looking at quads. So yeah, definitely out this weekend. Yeah. Maybe a couple weeks. Like you said, Eric, uh, with the... In MLS, looking at the fixture list is not that daunting. We could probably get by with it. The one thing, though, is that you're playing a back three, so this does stretch your center back depth, I think, a little bit more than usual. One of the reasons I think you see Lawrence Wyke uh, being being signed. I wonder if he plays. If that that, I'm just curious if if that contract means that he plays right 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 into it. Uh, Because I'm trying to think who what other option you really have. Well, you're gonna you're gonna play Mesa and uh, and walks. Sure, I think for sure. But it's interesting that uh, and it just depends on what you do. On yeah, the, I mean, you could put Lorentowitz in there, but Frank DeBoer has uh, typically, I think, been pretty hesitant to use Lorentowitz as a center back. Obviously, George Campbell is not ready, or we would have seen him playing those minutes that Lawrence Wyke took. I think, I think you he, might be right. I think we might see either those three with Wyke and the other you, two we if, mentioned. If you if you take the the week and and prepare Wyke enough to to. Essentially, be ready for the opportunity because I mean, okay, look, uh, no offense, but I can't imagine that Wyke signed the four-day contract and expected to play last. No, Saturday. no, absolutely, there's not. no way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. now that now that he signed a con- oh, a, a more thorough contract and is is going to be available for Atlanta United, 
I assume for the foreseeable future as a backup, you can prepare him. You can take the week to prepare him for the for the opportunity to start in this match um, more so than you did last week. I think last week obviously would have been you know a surprise. Oh yeah. Um, so you prepare him more thoroughly, and and you have a better game plan for him, and you have a better game plan around him. So Mesa walks. Um, Brooks Lennon on the right side. Yeah. So you've got a better idea as to w- what to expect and how to how to kind of partner him up with with the other guys that are, are regular starters. It seems at this point, um, I'm okay with it. I just me too. It just sucks that that's the option we're down to. Yeah, <laughs> and I think you know to be fair, it's 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 tough to lose two starting center backs. I think there is decent depth there. It's just yeah. you lose two guys. I mean, in in, in such a short uh, period. So it's difficult to replace. I mean, I guess the other option is you could go back four, and uh, and, and, and just go and just go with uh with with Mesa in there uh, alongside Walks. But in the, I think it's one match Frank DeBoer has gone back four this year, and he just publicly said because it was a similar situation, um, we're going to play a back four. So my guess is you're going to see back three again. Uh, White slides in at that right center back spot again. Looked good. Decent against fine. Nashville, and the good thing for him is well, FC Cincinnati are not a player. I'm not, not going to say he looked fine. He looked, he, he looked fine. Serv- I he mean, serviceable. by fine, I mean almost like <laughs> condescending. Like he's a nice little player. <laughs> he's a nice little player. But I, I think that the I good- think I saw him get beat once, and it got beat yeah. pretty bad. And I, I I forget who it was against. And really, what point? I just remember the the moment, and I was like, "Oh." The good thing is, though, you're playing a team Cincinnati this weekend. You know, I mean, not a ton of danger going forward. I imagine they sit in the way they did when they came to Mercedes Benz last year, so there won't be a ton of pressure on him. And hopefully, he'll be able to ease into his role a little bit, get some confidence, and that hopefully leads him to being a decent rotational pace place going forward. Piece going forward, um, because Cincinnati. You know, you've got a Cruz, Brandon Vasquez. It's not an attack that uh, strikes fear into the uh, eyes of defenders, and certainly I wouldn't expect them to stress their attacking side of the game uh, this weekend anyway because you're going on the road to play a team with superior ability throughout the starting 11 despite missing Joseph Martinez. Are you worried about FC Cincinnati? No, but you know MLS. You, you I'm just looking at Brandon Vasquez getting uh, getting uh, getting the start up top. I'm gonna, and I'm, like, it, ah. I'm gonna hear it from so many people if Brandon Vasquez scores. But uh, uh, you know, yeah, I mean you're the heavy favorites. Anything can happen in MLS. It's early in the season, so you're not really sure what to expect. But I think that where Atlanta United, the question marks are up top, that one center back position. Those are questions that you don't really need to answer against the FC Cincinnati at home, where you're going to be it, but they're going to allow you to take the game to them. Maybe it won't be as pretty as you'd like it, but in the end, that forward, uh, whoever it is, will have should have chances to score if the players around him play well, and in the back, Wake shouldn't and walks for that matter shouldn't be tested so often, uh, where the questions about them really become a problem. But we'll see. I do sit here and look at. Uh um, Kendall Watson, Kendall Waston. Kendall Waston. Sorry, uh, a lot of people get that wrong. <laughs> I'm it's reading okay. it. I'm like, no, that's not. Everyone gets that's that not wrong. The way it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kendall Waston, and I'm like, oh man, set pieces, man. Set, set pieces. pieces, right? I just remember Vancouver a couple years ago destroyed yep. us on the set pieces. Yep, so. and you got scored on a set piece by Nashville as well. Yep, where you didn't get the uh, matchups right before the before the free kick and had Joseph Martinez on Walker Zimmerman. Very similar to what you probably see out of uh, Kendall Watson. Waston. Yeah, <laughs> you better get those matchups right. Don't end up with a short dude uh, uh, marking him. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think the threat for Cincinnati uh, looking to this game is absolutely going to be set pieces, um, and uh, you know that's something Atlanta United will have to handle, and we'll get an idea of. You know how where they're at defending set pieces, uh, 
in this match. And I will also get an idea of how important it is to defend set pieces when you're playing a team that likes to sit in and try to counter. They're going to try to win set free kick set pieces whenever they can because it gives yeah. them an opportunity to stop the ball, take a breath, and put the ball in the box and create a goal-scoring opportunity. So not only is obviously defending, obviously defending set pieces important, but it might be something that we can actually read into a little bit in terms of sure. where Atlanta United are at defensively at this part of the season. It's good to know that that match is at home, home opener, so hopefully Atlanta United is playing with a little more mojo, if you will. That match uh, Saturday, um, March 7th at 7 o'clock. Um, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So Who's going to sure. be in the Gulch? You're going to be in the Gulch, hobbling, I, hobbling around? I'm going to take it easy. Are you gonna, I'm going to watch it. It probably is not even a good idea for you to go into the... Pro- oh, no, nah. I mean, now I'm acting, acting like I care about you. <laughs> you slacker, go to the press no, box. No, I, I thought about that, and I thought maybe I'll go into the press box, get like the sympathy, like, oh, man, what happened? Yeah. But no, I'm like, ah, it's just it's too much work, and for me to hobble around the just locker room... Just keep your crutches on. You just milk it a little bit. Maybe to in keep, a couple to, weeks to, go to, up to there. To walk around the locker room with the crutch... Trying to interview players, it's it's going to be annoying. So I just I decided. Especially if they see it's a knee injury, you're going to you know be like, come on, man, really, you're just trolling us with your your pretend knee injury because Joseph's not in here. Joseph's going to walk up, be like, hey man, well, give, me, give me advice. What do I? Expect? I will certainly be in the Gulch coaching uh, a game at one p.m. and I uh, will be up there hopefully three thirty or four. So usually uh, down by the faction, or if you want to come have a drink with me, that's what I will be doing. So um, be fun to hang out with you, people. I do have one other talking. Do you have anything else in the match? Uh, no, no, good stuff. Good stuff always. from Barco. Good stuff from Emerson Heinemann. Oh, the Barco goal! Hold that was, on, that was amazing. Right? I saw the Heinemann goal just one goal of the week. Did it really? Yeah, that's dumb. I'm sorry, that's dumb. It's, because there's so many extenuating circumstances that the best go with thing that goal. Barco did on that goal was dummy the initial ball and let the defender yeah. get Meg. <laughs> that is just that's technically a. Is it? Te- it's technically a Franco Meg. What is what, what was the, the the dummy is a Franco Meg? Oh, oh, because is that, the pass is that originally, it? It, yeah, the, yeah. I, I would think because the that's pass true. originally that's goes from Franco. The, yeah, right. Franco doesn't touch it until after. I mean, it's, it's Meg, just the, such the, a the beautiful defender. goal, and then the Florida Steen, and it's a great finish as well. I mean, what a what I'm, I'm telling you, man, we've got a real real player in this kid. I mean, I'll I'll gush about him throughout the season. I sense that he might get some more unfair criticism because we're gonna he might be relied upon to score goals, which is not. Uh, although that was I, a great just, goal, but I just think what we're going to see is more opportunities wasted because of the amount yeah. of opportunities that are going to go to Pity to Barco because Joseph's not there. Yeah. So or they're providing it, for someone who's not Joseph. That sure that in itself is going to lead to more opportunity, more visible yeah. misses. Yeah. Because Joseph is not there to take some on, take on some of those misses. Yeah. And from Joseph, we don't really care about the misses because he makes so many. That percentage is so high exactly. that that it doesn't really matter exactly. because we'll take the we'll take the seven misses. We know we're about to get three in a second. So yeah, exactly. um, it's it's not that big of a deal. But when you see Barco and, and Pity kind of accumulate those misses over and over again, even though they might have good, pretty decent games, um, it's the number of misses versus the 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 times that things go go well for them in those right. moments and, that 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 really make you kind of scratch your head. And there's no reason to believe even with Joseph Martinez out of the lineup, you shouldn't be able to create chances. And I think that's the big negative from the Nashville game is that you really didn't without without much. two yeah. fantastic individual goals from two players who are not I don't think going to score a ton of goals this season in Barco and Emerson Heineman, without that 
people are we're coming we're coming in this this week talking about well we're not but you know we're oh slow Frank DeBoer one nil 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 game again you know <laughs> give but, it some like you got to get I I know it feels like a repeat of last year but you got to give it some time absolutely for, for Frank and DeBoer the shape, for this team to adjust to a, a, a season without just and you can and you can also see just generally the shape is more fluid there's a better understanding of what you had to do so you know hopefully it won't become a trend but if there's one Thing that you're going to take out of the Nashville matches that you got to create a little bit more going forward. I um, I'm looking forward to seeing how this team adjusts. I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, how how Pity and, and Barco progress. Um, one other thing, did you happen to see the DC United match with Julian Gressel? Uh, I saw the ending playing, especially, but playing yeah. the number ten. Yeah, well, he had an assist, didn't he? <laughs> From a corner. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I, look, I, okay, Tioto Football, if you're listening, <laughs> he's a Gressel got an assist guy. This from a corner. Oh my God! I, look, you didn't I'm tell me about it's that. Not, it's not. It's not. It's not. Football. It's not nothing. But it's from a corner. I mean, no. And I was looking at some of got his a free, numbers. You, it's a free cross. Like it's not like you, it's not like he specifically earned anything more than just putting the cross in the in, in, the, in the box. And if you look, I was looking at some of his numbers. I mean, he's struggling with the exact same things we talked about. He struggles with Atlanta. He's not great in the middle of the field playing quick and simple. He's a guy that you want to play the final ball. Yeah. And that includes uh, that. That doesn't mean that another that. Certainly, that's valuable from a number ten, and we saw him provide that as a number ten for Atlanta United. But week in, week out. I don't think uh, I don't think he's a player you want playing in the middle of the field. If you and we've talked about this for for so long, so it'll be interesting to track his progress. But if I'm DC United, I'm trying to find if I spend all that money on him, I'm trying to find a way to get him out right, whether it be that wing back yeah. roll or winger roll, and hit those crosses in. As soon as I saw him kind of placed in the middle, I thought, okay, maybe maybe this is just kind of like a graphical thing where they just put him somewhere in the midfield, and really he's out wide because you could tell that Gressel wanted to get out wide, but you could also tell that he was kind of fixated on staying centrally and. Uh, trying to put in a lot of service. He had a couple crosses that like look good, but you know that those crosses would be more effective out wide than they did from uh, essentially the middle of the field. Yeah. Um, well, that's what he's best at. Yeah, and and the fact that Ben Olsen hasn't figured that out yet after three seasons of Julian Gressel doing just that at a high level I is beyond But you me. know, at the same time, Eric, and this is until we talked about how Gressel's value in some ways was inf- inflated because he was on an Atlanta United roster where every other piece was filled in, whereas that might not be the case in D.C. United. So you got to play him through the center, and he'll do well, but he I, won't give he, you 20, a, you United know, 15 has, assists. They have enough playmakers, I think, that they can put someone else at that number 10 spot. Yeah. I, 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 I don't yeah, think yeah. anyone looks at Julian Gressel. And any, with Paul Areola's injury, you can move easily move him to that I don't think that, that anyone that watched Atlanta United for the last three years think Julian Gressel, number 10. No. <laughs> that, that's, no, I mean, I think he's a he's a decent option there. But, yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to pay him. He's a, he's a last resort sort of option. He's, he's a good last resort I, sort of yeah, option. Yeah, good last resort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good last resort. <laughs> he's not, resort. like, absolutely useless as number 10, but you also really don't want to make him the principal number 10 if you don't have to. Well, compare him to a guy like, and I know Atlanta United plays a two-man center midfield right now, but Barco was the one who drops into that kind of sure. number 10 role when you go forward. Compare his game to Julian Gressel, right? You want a link guy there that can drop in, play quick and simple, play one-twos. Yes, play those balls in behind as well. Um, good dribbler, doesn't get caught on the ball. Julian Gressel is okay yeah. at those things. And so, yeah, if you're going to pay him all that money, although, what's he making, 700, 800K? But I think uh, he, he's not a, he's not we all know he's best served as well. He's a not wide. a 700K uh, number 10. No. For DC United. I can tell you that much right now. Yeah. And I still think he's a, a solid MLS 10. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But but winning MLS Cup, I mean, I think he is best and we we every he is best as a wing back or a, in a winger role. No question about it.
All right. Um, what else is there? Anything else left? Come drink with me in the Gulch. Go It'll be with, fun. Uh, Josh in the Gulch. It'll be fun. Honestly, I just feel like the Joseph thing just killed everything, like news wise. Killed the mood, like, right? Yeah, it's like they forgot to even uh, do Castro and Osseto's paperwork. Everyone's so depressed. What is going on with that? I mean, I, I know that that's. Well, apparently it's, it really is related to get the slowdowns with processing visas. Man, that's uh, really the government. Because the United looked so good doing all that stuff so fast. But yeah, I don't think this one is on them. No, no, I, no I me think, neither. Me neither. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. But. I just I can't wait for their additions because I feel like they both of them are going to add so much value to this team. Um, Osseto especially. Especially, yeah. And we, I can't wait to see what he looks like in combination with Barco and Pity. Yeah, and, and that he might be able to fill that role through the middle a little. I mean, one thing I also noticed for looking at negatives, uh, and I know we got to get out soon, watch this weekend against Cincinnati, particularly if you go to the game, Frank DeBoer, and we've talked about this a lot, is asking so much out of uh, Heinemann and Rometty to play a two-center midfield system with your three attacking players, don't come back and defend. Maybe a more dynamic player like Cosetto can bring that yeah. together a little bit more than that combination. So I'm looking forward to particularly to seeing how he fits into the lineup in, in Frank DeBoer's system. My final thing is I did think Rometty looked pretty good against uh, Nashville SC. Now, He's it's better. against Nashville. Yeah. It's an expansion team in their first match. I'm not taking too much away from that. I want to see how he does over the course of a, a few games. And, and, and you know, he still lost the ball a few times. Sure. You know, I I, I, think, I just think I think he did better than I expected him to do, uh, given the situation. We'll see with him. We'll see with him. I mean, he is he in a lot of ways. I mean, he as far as consistency for this season, balance, he might be the key to it yeah. all. And uh, I don't know how I feel about that, but we will see. One match played, one win, two goals, one against, three points for Atlanta United. They put them in second place in the East. All right, now so second playoff spot. One fire, Frank DeBoer. Let's go. <laughs> second place. Um, anything else? You can follow me at Twitter at Josh B nine one four. Follow me at Eric G Quintana uh, on Twitter. Uh, on the uh, you can follow the podcast at MOT, MOT is podcast. Um, if you're a regular listener, tell a friend about the podcast. Get them to listen. Get them to download the podcast. Get them to subscribe. Um, we're trying to get the YouTube stuff back on, but it's a lot of work to get it up, and I'm hobbling around. So, yeah, maybe I mean, next Eric, week. yeah, <laughs> Eric, we'll have the YouTube I should have up. tweet this out, but Eric has to like get on his tiptoes to get his laptop yeah, it's, set it's, up it's, and it's, all it's that, a, and it's a lot. It's I, a lot. I can't handle all that work. So, all right, that does it for us. We'll see you next week. See you later, Lana. <laughs> <laughs>